Yes, people, welcome to another Spurs Web Live. Look, disappointing result. Um, are we very surprised? Probably not. But you know what? At the end of the day, Spurs have let us down again. Top four was was definitely something we could have achieved today and got into and really get back into that race, but wasn't meant to be. Uh, Newcastle two, Tottenham two. Um, it was just disappointing. We've got two new two new uh, guests on the channel today. Jacob from United Spurs of America. How are you doing, my friend? You good? Um, other than feeling absolutely gutted uh, mm. with top four now, not a reality currently. Um, mm. But other than that, still felt like uh, we showed some offensive prowess. There were a few bright spots, um, and we'll we'll jump into that. But mm. uh, for me personally, just uh, a little disappointed. Felt like mm. we could have gone up three one there for a while mm. and missed chance, missed opportunities. Mm, disappointing, very disappointing. And, and obviously a fellow fellow Spurs web writer, Harry, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, good, obviously. Disappointed, but uh, not surprised, unfortunately, as well. Uh, yeah, I know. Look, I, I've said it. I said it before. I wouldn't be surprised if we go and win, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if we go and yeah. go and mess it up again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those mm -hmm. games where Spurs have a tendency to, to just skip up in. And it's a perfect <laughs> opportunity today was to go and get those three points and then we got United, and then that's a big game. You see what happens then. But Spurs decide, look, <laughs> you know what? Two one up, last ten. I mean, the, the second half was awful. We'll definitely get into it. But I want to start with yeah. with your thoughts on on the performance in general. I'll start with you, Jacob. What, just sum it up for me, just briefly, because I find it hard to sum because I've just seen it so many times over and over again. It's just disappointing. There's a turn of phrase here in the states called a trap game, right? And coming mm. into this, I really felt like there was a huge chance of that to happen. Um, you have Steve Bruce, his job's kind of on the line. They're facing a relegation zone for the first time this season. I think that coming into this, it was a chance for, uh, I think you alluded to a Spursy moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for me, I was definitely, uh, I'm a positive person. I try to mm. not think like that. I try to not think that the worst is going to happen. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, time and time again, um, uh, I'm proven wrong and my faith is tested. Yeah, <laughs> we've got loads of comments here. Thanks for everyone who tuned in. I know it is difficult with Spurs just continuously letting us down. Uh, we've got one here from Tom who says, our midfield is good, our attack is good, but there's no confidence in our back line. Gone are the days of Jan and Toby. We need a left-footed defender who can defend Harry. Back four today was just, it was painful to watch. I mean, we've got loads of comments coming in about it just being, you know, clueless and we, we just don't look confident. No one looks like... And I, I like Tanganga and I like Roden and and Region's a good defender, but it just doesn't seem to be gelling. I don't know what it is. Where, where do you sit with our back four? And what, what do we need to do yeah. to get this team defended? With, Reg, yeah. with Regulon, I think he's been out and you can mm. tell he wasn't on top form today. Um, yeah. I'm going to give him a pass in terms of the fact that obviously he has been out injured. He's mm. not been active. I think he did come back maybe too early. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's your opinion, I suppose, whether he's back too early. Mm. Um, but he's obviously a quality defender, one of our better players. We know that he's someone we're going to keep. We love him. So, apart mm. from that, Sanchez, there's only so many times you can say the same thing over and over. Mm. Um, he's just not good enough, and that's that's the bottom line of it. Technically, yeah. he's not good enough. Lapses in concentration are all too often. Yeah. Um, and I think he has. So this is the thing with Sanchez. If he goes somewhere like Italy, I think he'll be all right. I think mm. it's a different type of football they play out there. I think he would be all right. But mm. if we're pushing top four constantly, he cannot be anywhere near our team and, and that's to be on end all. And mm. I think he does need to go in the summer. Um, Roden, early days still. Um, 
it wasn't his best performance, um, clear to see. But again, early days, I think he's one of those players that I wouldn't mind having him in the squad, but he can't be starting for a top four side at the moment. At the moment, mm. I don't think he's quite there. Um, again, with Tanganga, uh, sorry, great potential, obviously a good player, but he's just not, he can't be starting if you're making that top four push week, yeah. week in, week out. Um, and yeah, as you say, they just didn't, didn't gel and they weren't good enough today. Mate, it's, it's so frustrating and it's, I've alluded to this point plenty of times before, right? Sanchez had a had a career in, in Colombia as a youth player, played a few years there, went to Europe for one year and Spurs decided to spend after his first season at Ajax in Europe, which is not a fantastic yeah. league in itself. Yeah, yeah. let's go and spl- splash 40 million on him. It don't make sense yeah. to me. At least let him, at least if, at least if you keep an eyes on him, let him have a few more years in Europe or whatever and let him develop. I mean, even Jose Mourinho yeah. targeted him in the Europa League final and Spurs go and sign him. It don't make I any sense. I say that. I mm. think I remember against Man United in the final, yeah. you could tell he was their weak link. Mm. Yeah. And I'm kind of not sure where our jump has gone from. He's in the Champions League, uh, sorry, the final of the Europa League, fair enough. Mm. Mourinho's targeted him. We've gone, I don't know, we'll splash out on him. I just think it was a very rushed decision. They looked at his natural physical abilities and kind of presumed that he would work well. It's just not worked out how he hopes. So. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's so frustrating. But Jacob, do you think that, that, that obviously going to that first goal now that Newcastle scored, such poor defending. Sanchez, you know, plays it straight to a Newcastle player. Back four is obviously not in, not in a good shape because they're playing out from the back. So Reguilón's far out wide, you know, Roden's on the other side almost. And, it was just poor, man. What did you What did you think of that of the goal conceded? Because it was just another, just so such poor defending, wasn't it? It um, unfortunately was. Uh, mm. After seeing the starting lineup, I'm a big Jaffa Tanganga fan, and mm. so seeing him at starting right back was something I was calling for. Um, on our last podcast, I was talking about uh, Joe Rodon. He needs all the starts he can get. He needs all the time. He should. To me, he has a very high ceiling. He's a very physical player. He's a very mm. uh, commanding presence for such a young guy. That I was really, I was really excited for this lineup. Uh, kind of disappointed that it turned out the way it did. Um, I thought Tanganga had a really good first half. Um, I mean, but if we're talking about uh, Davinson Sanchez, I have here <laughs> in the third minute there was a turnover uh, that he literally just passed to the Newcastle guy in stride and. Uh, forcing Hugo to make a save. I also saw that, I mean, Rodon, he did have some mistakes. He he looked uh, like he had played three international games. And what was it? He had a, in the 17th minute, that almost led to uh, a goal. Hugo had that amazing double save. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Hugo's going to keep us in this. This is going to be a classic Hugo Lloris performance. And, I mean, I, he really did avoid a loss here. But um, it's just... Very unfortunate. Very disappointing to see. Um, I, I, I don't have anything yeah. positive really to say towards yeah. Sanchez other than in the first half, I did write down there was a nice defensive stand by him. So mm. there's that. But, you know, when you look at in the third minute and in the 18th minute and several times in the second half that he just continually plays a bad ball and mm. doesn't matter if it's forward or backward. He just, hey, I think the MLS is waiting. <laughs> MLS. That is one league that oh. is, that would be disrespectful, but the MLS. <laughs> but that's the, that's the thing, though, man. Like, I just felt like Roden and Sanchez. It was like they're crossing into to Joe Linton and Dwight Gale, and I never saw one of them sort of take responsibility and mark them. It was like they didn't have an organised. Yeah, I'll mark him. Yeah. You mark him. 
or I mark the space, you mark Joe Linton. It was it just wasn't wasn't organised, and that's why they they had so much joy, you know, pinging it to the far post and Tanganga and Region were being you know aerially beaten so many times. It's just frustrating. Um, we got a comment here saying we need to splash the cash for two new big defenders, Screeny Arvaran, Kunde, but I see we're linked with the likes of Dunk. To be honest with you, mate, I don't see us splashing the cash on, on two big defenders. We know what the club are like with, with money and stuff. I'll take one. Just give me one. Yeah, just, one. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? But we need a we need a massive rebuild um, this summer. Will it happen? I mean, how many times are we saying we need a massive rebuild? Probably every season, no? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, It's just, it's just, it's just the same old... <clears throat> Uh, the idea of a rebuild is is it's a myth in a way. Mm. I think people, you get this kind of we're going to have this massive rebuild. We'll we'll clear the club out of all the dead words, spend millions. Mm. But if you're looking at this from a realistic point of view, with the people we have in upstairs, mm. it's just not going to happen. You're never going to clear out 15, ten players like we need to, mm. and then bring in eight, you know, six or seven players, which is what we realistically need. I want to hope that we can, you know, in the next couple of seasons, clear out all the deadwood we don't need and then, you know, gradually bring in the players we want. But mm. I just can't see it happening currently. I just can't see the full rebuild it, it, mate, coming along. It's, it's, it's a conversation we could have for probably hours on it. It's just, just one of those topics that can go yeah. so in-depth. So we won't we won't touch on it too much. But no, we'll yeah, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, Dread Natty yeah. says there is zero chance they get two defenders. We are lucky to get one. I mean, it's certainly one that's tough. And, and you know what? Do we get a big defender in the summer? I don't know. Or do we go for someone like a Lewis Dunk? Or do you get what I'm trying to say? That yeah. Sort of a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah. It's not quite that marquee sort of top, you know, proper leader. Do you know what I mean? And I know Dunk is okay, but is he the level that we really want? Is he really going to make such a drastic yeah. effect on, on, yeah. on the team? I don't entirely think so. I think you yeah. sign someone like Skriniar. You pair mm. him with a young guy like Joe Roden, who's already shown that he can lead in some form or fashion yeah. similar to kind of how Hoybier played into it. Um, mm. I think uh, you get a solid center half to pair with him. I think mm. that he can grow. He can only get better from where he's at now. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I think that a rebuild sounds a little uh, extreme for me. If I was mm. maybe Southampton who climbed to the top and now we're still in the middle I mean, we're still fighting for top four. I'm a positive person. Uh, wow, I, refuse <laughs> I refuse to believe that we were not going to, you know, come home with the quadruple uh, until mm. we're until I pretty much had to face the facts that we were out of the FA Cup. We're, mm. you know, Man City is kind of taken off a top top spot there. And uh, for me, I just never uh, gave up hope. I guess mm. you could say, yeah, uh, hopeless romantic when it comes to Spurs football, but. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think you just get you get one solid center back. You pair him with the young guys, and, and I think that kind of satisfies both worlds. Of hey, we want to rebuild, move forward with the young. You bring Ollie Skip back from Norwich. He's mm. shown great promise. Um, I think you start putting him into the rotation. You show the signs of hey, we have young, and we signed a veteran guy. I think that pleases everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I hate to see anyone come in on Gareth Bale wages and contribute Gareth Bale weight, uh, Gareth Bale numbers. So yeah. that part's yeah. unfortunate, but I think that's, that'll free up some money once he goes back to Madrid and yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to keep it too negative because I, I can talk about the negatives all day long, but one of the positives yeah. I thought today was a little bit more bright was Giovanni LaCelso. I thought, I thought he was a little bit more involved today. He seemed a little bit more intelligent on the ball, played a, played a great through, through pass for Kane 
Kane's first, caused a little bit more trouble than he did against um, Aston Villa. You know, what, what do you think about it, Harry? Is he a player that you, you kind of like? Because I know he does polarise, uh, kind of change his opinion across the fan base and he's yeah. a player that, that it's a bit of a love-hate relationship with him because he's been so stop and start. But what do you think yeah. of, of Lo Celso? I really like it. I think he's a quality player. I really do. Mm. Technically, on the ball, he's one of the best in the club. I mean, obviously, you've got the likes of Ndombele, who's just on the ball is far and above anyone I've seen um, mm. in the club in a few years. But he just brings something that in the middle that you don't get with players like Bale. Bale's obviously quality. Son is quality. Mm. But I think when you've got him picking up pockets in space, you know, just that kind of extra touch he can take sometimes, it can annoy me a little bit. But he's a very good player. I'd love to see him stay at the club. Obviously, injuries... Um, mm. are a big issue with him but it is what it is you either stick with him in those injuries or um, you don't but as I said I really like him I think he's a good player and I think we can only see him improve I think he will get better as he comes back from his injury you've got to remember three months is a long time to be out yeah it is yeah um, he was out for a long time and he's just coming back into the football and as you say it wasn't a complete performance and it won't be but there was moments in there where you thought I can see him developing over the next you know, last couple of games over the season and then hopefully that only pushes on to next season when he can improve and improve. Mm. To piggyback on what you're saying there, I, I agree. There were several times there in the first half where Lacelso, excuse me, Lacelso in his mind, it looked like he was thinking creatively with over the, uh, over, over the top balls. Um, unfortunately, mm -hmm. the first three that I had saw were, were turnovers, but I think his mind's there, but like you alluded to is, I think he's still a little rusty. He's coming back from mm -hmm. um, a pretty long time of not being out there, frankly. And um, so I think mentally, I agree. I, I, I think Lacelso has a lot of upside. Mm -hmm. um, it's unfortunate. It's almost Lamella syndrome that he's facing, I think, the Argentinian hamstrings yeah. and the. But I, I don't know what it is. I've always liked Lacelso. I think he has um, a lot of creative. A lot of creative offensive uh, mm -hmm. play when it comes to we lack that creativity there in the you know in the front and I, I think that uh, he only helps add to that. I yeah. think Ndombele coming back and playing with Hoybier is is great and and everything, but in my opinion, I think that you know um, playing more of a number ten role would suit Ndombele better. In my opinion, no, I see where you, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I wonder what you guys think about Lamella. Uh, it's just one of those topics. It's one of those topics that I sigh at because it's it's one of those players that that show heart, show pride, show passion. But is his quality there? I don't know. Uh, his intensity that he brings is fantastic. But can you rely on him for a full season? And when you're a squad player, for me, one of the most important aspects is that you're fit. You know, throughout the whole season. So when the squad needs yeah. to rely on you because you're a squad player, we can call yeah. upon you. But with Lamella, I don't, I don't find that being a thing for him because he's always, always injured throughout the season. So again, it's one, that, it's a tough one. But I feel like it's time for us to have a refresh of players like that. It's been far too long. It's, it's, it's just. What has it been like? Eight years. I mean, we we, yeah. we sold Lamella. We sold Lamella. Um, obviously, we, we no, we sold Bale. Sorry, bought in Lamella and we bought Bale. Back. Yeah. For me, that, that for me, not, that says he's, everything. He's yeah. just not had a desired effect at all. I mean. Yeah. When you look back at the signings that we've made with that bail money, mm. you can pinpoint exactly who we look to replace him. And that was Lamella. He was the only one who yeah. fit the exact build who you were looking for. Yeah. Um, I love Lamella. I think he's got desire, passion more than anyone at the club. And I'm never going to doubt that about him. But yeah. at some point, 
you need the quality and the consistency. Yeah. It's too, if, you're, if you're a team like Man City, for example, if someone's not up to... They will sign someone else straight away and they will replace the problem. Yeah. And I think if you're going for Champions Leagues, Premier Leagues, even for us top fours, cup finals, you need to be ruthless yeah. um, with who you keep around squad. I think you made a perfect point. Squad players are there to be called upon when needed and you, mm. can, you can never be 100% sure of Lamella if he's going to be there, if ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think we're a bit too sentimental. I, I just yeah. think we are a bit too sentimental. No, we are. Yeah. Um, um, going back to Lamella, yeah. I, it, and it uh, ties in perfectly with the comment you pulled up. Um, I think that if he plays a better ball in there, Tucson, like I said, we're up three-one. This is a whole different ball game, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're probably talking with a little bit more smile and happiness. Yeah. But you know, it's just so frustrating because I was like, please don't Eric Lamella this. Whenever mm-hmm. I saw him on that breakaway with Son to his right, Harry Kane, love Harry Kane, and he put it all out there, ran, and he got the ball. But to me, you play that ball sooner to Son on the right, um, yeah. give him a little left foot yeah. shot, he's going to curl that right in. And oh, and yeah. it's unfortunate he was unable to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love mm-hmm. Eric Lamella for the fact that he does fight for the badge. I think mm-hmm. when it comes to players, you can't ask for much more than that and fitness, like you said. Um the fitness factor is, I mean, if this is eight year and the amount that he's contributed in eight years, I think, like you said, a refresh of those players would be good for this squad. I love Eric. Well, I don't want to say, Hey, you know, refresh this player. I think yeah. he fights same as Lucas Mora. It's like, technically do I think that he's going to be the X factor for us? He can be, but more often than not, he's not going to be, but yeah. he, he fights for the badge. Um, yeah. And and to me, I think that 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 speaks a lot to to a player. It shows that he's willing to fight for Jose Mourinho. I think if you mm-hmm. saw last year when Jose came in, he highly preferred Mora and Lamella in his lineup. And I kept wondering yeah. why not Deli Ali? Why not you know these other players that that I wanted to see? Um, but there was something about him and the fight that mm-hmm. Eric Dyer had that that showed to Jose like these guys are willing to fight, and I need those yeah. guys around me because that's the kind of guys that Jose succeeds with. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that there's something going on bigger than we know or 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 can speak to. But um, yeah. what, what do you think the issues are? Though, what do you think it is? Because surely, you know, surely there's something going on. What do you think it is? Do you think it's attitude from the players? Do you think it's the manager? Do you think it's the board? Where, where do you think the, the issues lie? Because personally, I believe there's problems from all cylinders. I think everyone's got a responsibility. Yeah. And maybe some parts are not feeling that responsibility, if that makes sense. So where do you think it stems from? I think I think you touched on it perfectly. In, in all cylinders of any any business, any team, any, you know, us, us three right here, if one of us is falling off, one of us is not doing what we're expected to do, mm-hmm. things aren't going to go as we want them to go. And mm-hmm. I think that um, it's unfortunate the, um, you know, I don't want to speak too much about management ownership because to me, that's, that's above my pay grade. That's above anything that, but Mm. I do think that there is responsibility on ownership. There's responsibility to Jose. There's responsibility to these players. But to me, if you have a divided locker room, you're never going to succeed. That, that never works well. You've never heard of a championship team in any sport at any level. That's like, Oh, we had a divided locker room, but we were still able to win it all. And Mm if that's what we want is to win it all, we can't have a divided locker room. 
And mm -hmm. I think you see it within the fan base too. A lot of people, Jose out, Jose in, support the manager, get him out of here. You know, I, I understand the expectations of a, you know, large club, but, mm -hmm. but to me, I think you got to trust the management and you got to trust in the process. That's just my mentality. Yeah. Um, but I do believe there's responsibility shared throughout all those cylinders that, yeah. you know, everything could be tidied up and, Hey, maybe we play Champions League football next year and we fix everything. Uh, we sign yeah. the center. Hey, I, I just like to stay positive. Very, very optimistic, my friend. Very, I, I respect it and I like it, but it's very optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We've got a comment yeah. here saying, Larice, Aaron, Scriniar, Roden, Region, Hoiberg, Sabitza, Son, Ndombele, Lucas, Kane. I want to see this next season. I understand that, but at the end of the day, Jose Mourinho's got to work with what he's got at his disposal now, there shouldn't be really any excuses. You know, we can talk about players we want. And I actually agree with some there, you know, like Aaron's is a good player, Sabitz yeah. is a good player, but it's not a transfer window yet. So we've got to deal with what we've got. The manager's got to deal with what we've got. And he, he, he seemed happy when the window was over and stuff in the summer. So yeah. he must be happy at that point. And yeah, I yeah. mean, we all was happy, but it, it hasn't worked out how it was. But Harry, what do you... For now, obviously, the season's... I mean, this was so big for me. This game was like, I mean, that Aston yeah. Villa game kept me a little bit positive, but then this game was almost like not killed this season because we got the cup final. Um, so it's something to look forward to an extent, even though we probably will end up getting slapped. I mean, if we defend like we did today, it's not going to yeah. end well, but at least it's something oh, to no. look forward to. What, <laughs> what's your, what are you feeling? Because this season now, it's just, for me, it's nearly dead. I'll be honest. I'm just so, being totally honest. Yeah, no. So to be honest, I... Looking I, over the international break, I looked at where we were, I looked at who mm. we got, etc. And I came to the conclusion that we take every game as it comes. Yeah. Don't look at other teams and how... So the West Brom result was was great for us, obviously. But mm. I still thought it's the next three points, the next three points. And you just keep getting those three points. And we would have made top four. If we just kept battling on, obviously, if we just kept going, look at our next three points, I reckon we have mm. And we've fallen at the first hurdle, and that's the bottom line of it. We've mm. come back from the international break and we fell, we've fallen straight on our faces. Um, obviously, it's compounded by the fact that we've got Chelsea losing um, to West Brom. That, that is big. Whatever way you want to look at it, that would have helped mm. us. Um, but as I say, I was just looking for the next three points. I was taking it game by game and we've fallen by the first hurdle. And as you say, I think whether we want to admit it or not, that's put a massive, massive dent in our top four push. And I think it could potentially be the catalyst that keeps us out of that top four and it could just leave us, you know, um, yeah. sitting in fifth or sixth. Um, so as you say, I think it's going to be, we're going to be hard pressed to make top four now, really are. Um, and we've got United next. It's not going to be an easy game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Newcastle. So. Newcastle couldn't buy a win in the last couple of months. They've been, look, they played, I'm, I'm going to give them their due credit today. They weren't actually bad. They played, they played quite well. Um, mm. We were terrible, but, you know, They've been absolute free fall recently. Um, yeah. I know we've had our fair share of bad results, obviously, in, in the NIF, in, sorry, recent past, but they've been an absolute free fall. Um, and it's the classic, just, always, it always seems to be us. It always seems to be us <laughs> to break someone's life. Yeah. Every time someone's on a terrible run of form, it's just like we turn up and we just, we don't take the, the game to them. We should be mm. taking a team like Newcastle by the throat and just going, Three or four nil, job done. Next game, United. Mm. That should be what it is. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be two one in the 80th minute. We should be at least two goals ahead in the game like that, and we've just not taken the game to them at all. We've, mm. we've not done what we should have done. 
So frustrating. I mean, where do, where do we go on, from here? Yeah, go on. Uh, go on Jake. Sorry, uh, to, to piggyback on the point you were making, we we do seem to do the um, – there's a team in American football, the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. and th- they remind me of my Tottenham Hotspurs so much because if you play a good team, you mm-hmm. play a great – you know, you play up to your competition. You play a low team, you play down to their competition, and it's always – Something. There's always something, and I agree. And in, in, in the 80th minute, it should not be two-one. It should be if you do concede the first goal. I mean, we saw in the first two minutes, we took it down immediately. Almost made something happen in front of goal. Very next minute, they took it down. Yeah. I mean, horrible left shot right at Larice, but I, right there at three minutes into the game, I'm thinking, okay, this is they're clearly on the front mm-hmm. foot. We're trying to be on the front foot and. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was going to be a battle, and I knew that because, you know, no team wants to get relegated. I mm-hmm. think that 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 is a huge motivating factor for a lot of people at, at a club. Yeah. And yeah. it's a unifying thing. Like we were talking about the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's a unifying thing. They're saying, hey, we're not championship players. Do you want to play in the championship? Let's fight to stay. And yeah. And I think that that's a big push, but very unfortunate for Tottenham. Very very much unfortunate for our yeah. top four hopes. Uh, again, I'm positive. Can't tell me we're not going to make top four until we mathematically cannot make top four. Yeah. Yeah. But very, I, I did want to build some confidence going into that Manchester United game. I thought that that would be huge. I yeah. felt like Newcastle was a perfect opponent to do that with. Mm. Um, uh, just, I'm still, I'm still hurt, and I still feel like you know, hey, we can go back out there and finish this thing yeah. off, but. <laughs> It's over. I, I'm still wishful thinking, man. Wishful believe. thinking. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, we, we got a, we got a comment here saying, "Are you guys Jose in or out?" I don't want to make this this um, sort of review Jose in or Jose out because, albeit it is a topic that needs to be discussed. I don't know where you guys sit. Do any of you have an opinion on on this topic or? Um, for me, I, I I said earlier, I'm always back to manager Jose in. I mean, yeah. if you're a fan of a team, you got to be supportive. Um, mm. You don't love your family and cut your family down just because they've had a rough go, of, you know. And and for me, it's it's I back him until he shows me that he doesn't care. And you can tell he cares. You can tell mm. these this bothers him. It hurts his reputation. It hurts his legacy. And yeah. and I think he felt that after the Europa knockout and and. To me, I, I'm Jose in um, at least at least one more season. Give give him yeah. another couple transfer windows. Let him weed out the players he doesn't want. Because I mean, he came in with a lot of high profile players that yeah. that were you know fan favorites, and he didn't like their attitude. They don't play the way he wants to play. And at the end of the day, I, I think you got to support um, who your team chooses as mm. a manager until they show you that there's just some kind of so, something bigger than a divide in the locker room, right? Yeah. They show you that they're just not capable or mm. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I want to get up some comments from Jose Mourinho post-match. He says, um, you guys can see that, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 So, so he's a, a journalist asked Jose Mourinho in the past, holding onto a lead is what you've been so good at doing. Jose Mourinho replies very swiftly. Typical Jose and says, same coach, different players. Now, where do we sit with what he's saying? Do you agree, Harry? I come to you. Is that? I mean, for me, he's speaking facts. I mean, you know, is. this is not this is not this is not a Jose Mourinho thing. This is a thing we've seen. How many you know 
moments and and games under Pochettino as well when the players just can't seem to to hang on to to these leads. Albeit there yeah. could be tactics and and selection issues or whatever, but surely there's an element out there of responsibility, especially in the last ten minutes when you've just got to take it take it to yourself and and, yeah. and be leaders out there and just just see it out. Where, where do you sit yeah. with this? Well, with look, these guys are professional footballers. They're what 20, 20 30 years old. Yeah. When you play, they can take it on themselves. There, there's always a manager going to be there to set up tactics. Obviously, you tell you how to play, etc. But at some point in the game, you've got to take it upon yourself to be counted and step up. Mm. And I think we lack that in latter stages of the game. I think we mm. really do. I think when it gets to the 80th minute and we're one goal ahead and we're thinking, right, we've got to hold, we've got to hold on here. We've really got yeah. to hold on. Um, mm. we're, irrelevant of the fact that we shouldn't even be in that position. But if we do make it to that position, mm. I think at that point, each player needs to look at themselves and kind of find it within themselves to step up. Mm. Um, and I think too many times this season players just haven't done that and I think they've just fallen um, at the final hurdle in this case where it's the 80th minute and we've seen it how many times this season the ball comes into the box we don't deal with it and someone ends up with a goal um, Yeah. and I think that does come down to individual quality sometimes uh, individual yeah. lapses in concentration Jose Mourinho can't clear the ball out of the box Mate, he's probably tempted to, and Ledley King probably wants to get his boots on on, on that bench and get on the pitch. More Ledley, <laughs> but as I say, when it's situations like that, there's yeah. balls into the box that you've got to deal with. Hmm. No matter what you say, how we set up, etc. Um, if you're Jose and Jose out, as you say, hmm. different stories, different day. Players need to take it upon themselves to get that ball out the box and deal with it. But we just hmm. don't seem to have that last 10 minutes is lost. We don't seem comfortable um, defending our own box ever. But we're mm. scared of it. We need to be more resolute, but we can just yeah. never find, we can, those last 10 minutes for me are always just an absolute nightmare. Mm. Sanchez is a liability. That's mm, yeah. plain and simple. Every time he's out, there's a liability. We saw it with, you know, I'm a, I'm a Serge Aurier fan myself personally. Uh, mm. I like his game. But he's also like that. He's a liability. There's a chance he's going to do something. And I think we're human, right? We're all human. Um, we're all capable of making mistakes. It's just how many mistakes are you capable of making in 90 minutes that ultimately changes the course of, of, of our season? I mean, when you say how many times have we seen it, uh, the first thing I think of was when we were up 3-0 on West Ham early on in the season. Yeah, and they fought themselves back into that game and came out with a point, and we were highly disappointed. And at that moment, I was like, you know, maybe it was just a fluke. Maybe, maybe we're okay. The ship's not going to crash. But um, I think that's kind of a precursor to what we saw today—just an inability to close out games. And mm. um, uh-huh. I, I'm here with Jose. I agree. You yeah. know, same coach, different players. You you can't. You can't clear the ball out. Like you said, you can't, he can't play the game for him. He can just coach them and manage the team. And unfortunately, it's just not working right now. Mm. This comment here has just made my day. <laughs> Erskine says, if games finished in the 80th minute, we would be champions. <laughs> Mate, we would be, we would be, cha- we'd be, we'd be loving we'd be, it right now. We'd be winning the Champions League if games were 80 minutes long. I'm convinced <laughs> of that. Like, <laughs> I, as, I, as I said earlier, six games, I think it's six games a season. Yeah. We've either, I think the Liverpool game is the exception, that's including this that, but it was, Liverpool game obviously won or we lost 2-1. Mm. We've dropped points where we've either been ahead, 
or drawing specifically in the Liverpool game. And we've yeah. got points. Eight, five times there. Let's take the Liverpool game out. Five times mm. we've been ahead and then gone on to drop points after the 80th minute from conceding. It's yeah. laughable. As you say, yeah. If the game finished the 80th minute, we would uh, be doing a lot better than this. Yeah, we, we, we would be doing bits, mate. Um, yeah, someone's here just said, drop 13 points in the last 15 minutes. I think, I mean, that's just absolutely... That's, 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 that's an insane yeah. statistic right there. That's, I'll tell you that. crazy. Man. Honestly, I don't know what is up with these players and oh, what is going on. But anyway, um, obviously, as we know, uh, Toby and, and Aurier were, were absent today, not even on the bench or anything. Uh, Jose yeah. Mourinho says not selected. They came to training just yesterday. They were fit, but they reported for training just yesterday and they didn't make their COVID test in time to be in training on Thursday. Did we lose matches with them, though? Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, reading Jose Mourinho's oh, comments, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a job in itself, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's an absolute. Uh, surely that's surely that's avoidable. I mean, you, you plan and you're a professional club. You get their COVID tests on time. I mean, what? I mean, don't they go in in the mornings and get their COVID? This tests is a multi-million pound business. Like yeah. this is top of the top in this country of businesses. Whether you like football as a business, yeah, and. The fact that kind of it's how to put it, it's so spurs of us to mm. do that. Like it just sums us up in a way. You need like this is basics now. Like in the COVID world, this is basics. That's yeah. one of the first. It is basics, and it's just not good enough. And it's just yeah. it's annoying more than anything. So it just kind of shows a lack of yeah. just understanding of the world we live in right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, as you say. It's, do you know what? I, I, I don't buy into this excuse he's making. I think he's just covering something up. I think there's something going yeah. on there. Like That's my yeah. personal opinion. I, I don't truly believe that they missed their COVID test and couldn't be in training on Thursday. I feel there's something behind that. I don't know if I'm looking into it too much, but it just seems a bit fishy to me. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah, it just seems too uh, too specific. You know what they say? You know, if when you're, I watch a lot of uh, true crime shows, and when they interview mm. um, a suspect... If they're a little too specific, there's something going on there. And yeah. I think that he's being oddly specific by saying that they weren't in time for training. They were here, but they didn't make it in time. This, that, a little, a little specific. I mean, if they did miss the training, that's highly unprofessional of them. Um, yeah. You know, we can't speculate whether they did it on purpose or it's just a lapse of uh, concentration. I mean, mm. I can't imagine what that must be like traveling on international break and then coming back to the club and trying to get your mindset back you know, oh, we're fighting for top four. I think that that could be difficult um, mm. for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. But again, it just shows a lack of professionalism if that is the case that they missed those COVID tests because it they've been doing it for how long now and they've kind of been in this process. How long has the se- I don't think the procedures have changed in the middle of the season. So mm. to me, that just shows that one, either a lack of judgment, um, lack of professionalism, or two, uh, you know, just really something going on there like yeah, you said yeah, I agree. Uh, that's my that's my personal opinion anyway i just want to share this stat with with the people watching and you guys as well i mean this is this is for me this is actually embarrassing okay so so newcastle 17 shots inside the penalty area were the most they've recorded in a premier league game under steve bruce like ever are, are we being are, are we this serious like what is do you get it just gets worse and worse when you look into that's it. tough it's, that's tough Oh, the worst it's... thing about that is it shows it's not a fluke. They deserved it. So the Newcastle game early in the season uh, with the penalty, mm. 
that's a complete, uh, you know, they, they even changed the handball after that. It was that bad of a decision. Yeah. But what that stat shows is they've actually taken the game to us and we've, we've been so poor that we've allowed that. They've not had two shots and scored two goals. Mm. They've genuinely taken the game to us and we've allowed that. So I think yeah. that highlights how poor we were more than anything. That yeah. It wasn't just a one-off to you know, ridiculous goals and we've got dropped points unluckily. They deserved it. Yeah. From 17 shots inside our penalty area, you deserve two goals from that. You deserve points if we don't score. Yeah. I mean, if that's a big six club putting up those kind of numbers, that's a totally different scoreline. We're lucky yeah. that it was Newcastle putting up those numbers against us. Um, I mean, still not excusing the fact that we allowed them to uh, shoot the most times under under the manager, I mean, I'm still trying to digest that stat. It's like, <laughs> yeah, how long has he been the manager there? I, I, I'm, I don't know. Probably about a year. I think it's about a year and a half, maybe even longer. Some something like yeah, that. Anyway, he's been there for. Yeah, but this has also been, that. you know, I, I take that with a grain of salt because this has also been a year of, uh, you know, Liverpool hadn't lost at Anfield in X amount of time, and and they lost to a, a relegation mm. team, and mm. you know, this. I think the COVID thing does throw um, quite the wrench in the way thing. That's why we've seen these crazy results. And um, I mean, an amazing result yesterday with uh, West Brom and Chelsea. So I think that's why we see these kinds of things is just the, the uncertainty, the change of normality and kind of just getting used to it. That's still yeah. unfortunate. should not be letting that many shots. on. It's, it is embarrassing. I mean, it's hard to digest, like you're saying as well. Um, comment here. Spurs have the only right back that didn't cross the ball in, in Tanganga. I love him, but he was covering Sanchez all the time. I think anyone who's playing right back has, has to cover Sanchez all the time, to be honest with you. Is that incompetent? Um, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it was more, more than when we lost 5-1. Wow. I mean, that, <laughs> that is mad, isn't it? Um, United are going to pattern us up next week as well. I mean, that's a game that I'm not looking forward to at all. I'm really no, not looking forward to it. Start I mean, Eric Lamella. That's what I say. Start Eric Lamella. Get the shit house started immediately. Well, we, we hope so. But look, we can do all the, we can do all this and, and Lamella and stuff. But it's it's the defense. It really is. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just yeah. filled with mistakes and it. I mean, this sums it up really. I miss the old days of Walker, Toby, Ann and Rose. I mean, that was that was um, a back four that I had somewhat some element of confidence in. You know, you you know what to yeah. expect. Fullbacks flying up and down the centre halves, stellar. So it's tough. It is tough. Let me ask you this: um, yeah. with today's result, who who do you go with? Who are you choosing yeah, in your back line? Yeah, um, I would go left back Reguilon. I don't think Davis is any better than no, Reguilon, albeit albeit not a great performance today. Let's not get too reactionary with with Reguilon. Uh, centre halves, I would go Toby and Roden. I don't have any faith at all in 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 Dyer or Sanchez. I think no. they're both as bad as each other. I really do. <laughs> um, and and the right back, I'd pr- I'd probably say Aurier. Uh, but again, albeit from today's performance, I think Tanganga is another promising player. But that would be my back four. So so Reguilon, uh, Toby, Roden, and then obviously Serge right back. Um, yeah. Harry, what about you? I'd agree. Uh, yeah, I think the only contentious one there, potentially, as you say, is Tanganga or Aurier, but I just mm. think the experience Aurier has does just... And to be honest, his ability going forward, I think Tanganga yeah. is competent going forward. Uh, mm. I just don't think he has 
as much ability kind of putting balls into the box as Aurier does because you know as, as hot and cold as Aurier can be he can put a good cross into the box every now and again so um, but yeah I think the centre-back pairing does have to be Roden and um, Toby um, as you say I don't think we can rely whatsoever on Sanchez and mm. um, I wouldn't put Dyer too far above him in terms of reliability either I think they're yeah. both I wouldn't say the word poor but I would say they're very inconsistent and well, they can sometimes be very poor um, Reggie left back I'm not a fan of Davis I don't think he's awful but I, I don't rate him too highly Mm. Um, and obviously Lloris in goal so I think that should be our back four but I this don't know here, this comment here I mean it doesn't matter who the back four they'll find a way to yeah, yeah we can talk um, about back fours all yeah. day long but um, somehow we, somewhere yeah. I mean somewhere along the line we've definitely tried that back four we've mentioned and we've we've bottled it some there must be I don't know the exact game it would have been but at some point I, I guarantee if we looked back there would have been a situation where that back four's played and we've come out the game after going, oh no, we need to put Sanchez in there yeah. or we need Kanganga in there. It, it, it is what it is, yeah. Whatever this back is, four you go with, it just yeah. ends a bit. Jacob, where do you, where do you sit with it? Where, what sort of back four? Is it something similar? Because It's similar. Um, mm. I would say the only changes would either be, obviously what you alluded to, Harry, the uh, Tanganga right back. Um mm, yeah. I think he shows promise there. I think he shows he frustrates me a lot less over there than say Matt Doherty or uh, Serge Aurier. I feel like he's not as much of a liability uh, to make you know silly mistakes in and around our box. Mm -hmm. Um, If he makes a mistake, it usually is you know just trying to get back on 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 our half. And and I I think he's a smart player. I think he has a lot of heart and a lot of confidence and. Um, it's hard for me to go against uh, Jafet Tanganga for me personally. Um, yeah, I've been a big fan of him since uh, since last season. I thought the heart he showed in that Liverpool game, the ability to step up. Um, but I'm also a person we can't live in the past, right? We got to look going forward and and mm-hmm. what can he provide? I think a comment that you pulled up that uh, Tanganga would be a better center back than a right back. I don't completely mm-hmm. disagree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to see maybe even. Rodon and uh, Tanganga at the center back and give me Serge on the right. And mm. of course, Reggie on the left. I've never been a Davies on the left kind of guy. I think if you go, if you do like a, you know, three center backs, I think then maybe Davies gives you something, mm. but with what yeah. we have now, I don't think that Davies gives you much. Do you, do you know what? It's like picking this team is like just picking the best of a bad, bad bunch other than the likes of yeah, it's like other than other than a few individuals, which is not enough to build a good team, it's just picking the best of a bad bunch. What I was thinking the bar, there is, is so low. Yeah, go on. We've just said all those names. We've gone through Davies, Tanganga, Doherty. Any of those players, pop bar rate. Let's take out Regulon because we know he's our starting left back. Mm. Any of those players, would you put them in a uh, uh, City team? No, you wouldn't. None of them get into City's back four, are they? Um, at all. Roden, as much as we may like him, Tanganga, um, Toby, Aurier, Doherty, mm. any of them, they're not getting anywhere near. Yeah. You move down to Chelsea's, again, I probably wouldn't put them, any of them in there. Um, if mm. you have a fully fit Chelsea team, not getting in there. Um, Liverpool, fully fit Liverpool team, they're not making any of those. As much as we may like these players, and they do have the ability to progress and get better, right now they're not, they're never going to win us a title. They're never going to really push on for Champions League late stages. 
Um, mm. As you say, I do like Rodon, do like Tanganga. I've got nothing against them. I think they'll be good players. But right now, they're just not the quality that I think we we need. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. Want to match the Sun, no. Kane, Bale, mm. kind of um, what they're producing. I don't think they they are even comparable. Again, no disrespect to them. I think they will be good players, but as of now, they they they're not the level that we need. Yeah, um, we need someone for the here and now, and I think that's where we're really struggling. Yeah, it's been the same conversation for how long now, isn't it? It's been we've just been repeating ourselves. I mean, you could probably go back on a few few podcasts of ours, and you probably agree yeah. with what we're saying now. It's probably it's still relevant. Um, Jensen yeah. says Tanganga would be good on the right of a three. Um, can't play Roden and, and Tanganga both at centre back. You need at least one experienced centre half. Um, Moving forward, I do agree with that. Um, what with the uh, back three? Uh, with the previous comment that you can't play Rodon and Tanganga yeah. at yeah. both at centre back, you need someone out there with some experience. Yeah, but I think at this point, um, if there is something going on with with Toby um, mm-hmm. and and Jose, I think w- w- what do you have to lose? Is it going to be worse than than what Sanchez and Rodon gave you? Yeah. I think Tanganga and Rodon give you a better chance than Sanchez and and Rodon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I agree. You're not going to win. We're not going to win much with what we have. You have to sign someone or bring someone or or you know. I, I'm not here to say what we should and shouldn't do to win, um, but. I can say from what we got right now, because there's no transfer window happening before the season ends, to my knowledge. Um, so you you got to you got to make apple pie with a couple bad apples, and hope hope you get the slice of pie that has the good apples when it's yeah. all said and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. so for me, you got you got to you you just got to figure out what you got. You know, mm. a chef mm-hmm. is only as good as the tools he has, and um, to me. There's some tools. There's we have some knives. Are they the sharpest? No. Um, but we have Harry Kane. We have Young Min's son, mm-hmm. Tongi and Dombale. I mean, we have these guys that can be, you know, helping us make a masterful dish. But mm-hmm. instead, you know, we have some Eric Dyers that and 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 a lot of mistakes. Um mm-hmm. it's just there's not communication back there. When you shuffle a line that many times, I think um you know, that, that makes it hard on Hugo Lloris to, to communicate. I think yeah. even in the Villa game, we saw a lot of miscommunication uh, between Sanchez and Lloris. I think that's something that continually happens. And mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if Hugo Lloris is your captain, you can't have guys out there who I, I think you got to have guys he can trust. And mm-hmm. I think Toby is one of those guys. So I, I would, I do rate Toby very highly. Um, yeah. But, Interesting points. Interesting points for sure. I, I get what you're saying, and it's just so frustrating. And one of my biggest criticisms of Jose Mourinho is that I'm just finding it hard to identify his blueprint and his philosophy here at the club. You know, yeah. one week we're we're playing a four-three-three with a with a dynamic attack. Next week we're playing a four-four-two. One week we're pressing. One week we're sitting back. I mean, there's there's. I'm just finding it hard to protect him. You know, I just feel like I've not seen it, and I I feel like after a year of managing. After that, I should be seeing good signs and promising signs. But to be honest with you, boys, I'm I'm not I'm not seeing it. It's just it's just frustrating. Uh, I've got a comment here from Adam says none of them players start for the likes of, of Arsenal Villa. They're really not good. Um, we, we should have paid up when Benfica had Diaz. Our defense would be a hundred times better. Um, Jose has has tried every combination slash permutation at the back, and they're all 
and they're all bad. <laughs> I think um, that that's very said, yeah. that's a very good point there yeah. is that he has. I mean, and and you're right to question what you know what he is doing, but he has tried. I mean, we've asked for everything, and he's thrown everything in the kitchen sink at him. And and mm. they're right; these players just aren't quality enough to be where I think Tottenham should be and where us fans want them to be. And I understand the yeah. frustration and the negativity, but come on, come on, Arsenal, mm. like. <laughs> you can't that tell me they don't. Come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, there's some that, that you can question, but um, it's hard to back him when there's no clear br- blueprint. This might, this, yeah, this might, this is my issue, really. This I mean, my, yeah, I agree yeah. as well. It, you know, I, I, I try to back him as much as possible, but it is tough, isn't it? It is tough. Yeah. I'll be honest. With, with me, just, I, I've never heard Jose in or Jose out. I think they're two kind of polar opposite. I do sit somewhere in the middle at the moment, I think. And the big problem is when Tottenham play every week, we watch them play every week. Mm. Let's play let's set a play on Sunday. On a Saturday, we have no idea if we're gonna turn up with a back five, we're gonna press, we're gonna sit deep. Mm. There's no clear ideology at the club of how we're gonna move forward and how we're gonna progress and build our mm. identity. Mm. Pep Guardiola came in, for example. I know he spent all this money um and whatnot, but my point is he's come in, he's made he's put his stamp on the city team, he's gone this is how we'll play, this is how you'll mm. set up, and this is what we'll do. Liverpool with Jürgen Klopp every week, they're going to press high, they're going to press effectively, and they're going to try and kill teams quickly. Mm. Um, so I think if there's one thing that Jose needs to do, it's he needs to get an identity and find it fast, or mm. he's going to lose his job over it, and it's just going to be the inconsistency that comes with, the, um, that comes with that fact that we're not playing the same team every week, and we're not setting up. Mm. in the same formation as you said we never know it's mm. 4-3-3 it's going in a 4-5-1 or anything like that it's yeah. very difficult to understand I mean that's what I'm saying to you I mean I look at I mean I look at the likes of West Ham with David Moyes they ain't got a better squad than us I refuse to believe that but he's oh, got a clear it? identity a clear philosophy and a clear style of play and the players have bought into it and that's the difference the dressing room is almost united a bit more than ours and that's why I think one of our biggest problems is that's even like yeah, even with yeah. even with um, West Brom against yeah. Chelsea, smashing five past them. Mm. I mean, they had a clear vision in mind, a clear style, and they, they have were Chelsea's it about. number. Yeah, yep. they have Chelsea's number, plain and simple. Earlier yep. in the year, they tied them what two two. Yep, three all it was, wasn't it? I think it I'm not saying West Brom are great, but you you get what right. the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like the the identity, at least they're trying a certain way, and you can sometimes hold your hands up and say, you know what, we're trying, but it's not working, but we're, we're going to stick with it, sort of thing. I think maybe fifth, 17 clubs in the Premier League, you can go along with them and give them a clear identity of exactly what football they will play. Yep. Um, you could run down the table from top to bottom. You could say, mm. if they were to play tomorrow, this is how they'll set up. This mm. is uh, this will be their team, given everyone's in, uh, you know, fully fit, etc. Um, you run down the table, you'll find 75, 80% of teams have a clear identity of the way they play. And I yeah. think we fall into that three or five teams that don't have any idea of an exact um, style of play that we're looking for. Mm. Someone here says, how can you have a blueprint when you can't field a back four that has any consistent slash ability to defend? Well, why give yeah. the likes of Eric Dyer a new contract then? Why do that? Exactly. You know, don't give why? Up the I think because the, the shitter won Carabao Cup man of the match. I think after that, they were like, oh, he might have some potential. He can... Yeah, that, you know. It shouldn't have happened though, but... That's just he, unprofessional, but I mean, uh, yeah, Karen. Yeah, what was going to say? It's uh, it is frustrating, and I agree with that comment. That how can mm. you have a blueprint? How can you how can you say that? Oh, we should be doing this, doing that. When 
if the blueprint started with an Eric Dyer, like that, that's the base of your building, right? You, if you're not building the base properly, the top ain't going to succeed. You know, mm -hmm. that's why we see Kane disappear. That's why we see Sun disappear in games and, and is our foundation falls out from under us. And, and I think that is a very good point that, you know, if we want to be the team that we expect and hope our team to be, you, you can't do it with this back four. I think, mm -hmm. I think the only one I'd keep would be Reggion um, mm -hmm. and Rodon and Tanganga on the bench. And I mean, give us a new three. I think that changes everything, but again, can only work with what you got. And I think that's what Jose has been doing is just like, okay, um, I got this guy. He can run real fast on the right. Uh, maybe play a ball into the left. So let's try it. Okay. Mm. It didn't work. Now I'll put it back on the left and we'll try this guy in the center. And he's moving all these pieces around. It, he's trying. I, I feel, I feel genuinely bad for the guy because I mean, everyone loves Pochettino. Everyone, you know, says, Oh, Pochettino, how could we get rid of this guy? And, and I understand I'm a big fan of Pochettino, but the thing is he got fired for a reason. Mm. He he's not here for a reason. And I think if you just, you know, take away the manager, that doesn't solve the problem of the players on the team and, and the cohesion in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very difficult task for anybody to come in and, and, and in a season and a half riddled by COVID nonetheless to, to be able to even say like, oh, uh, you know, a Carabao Cup wouldn't secure his his job. I, I just think that that's a little tough. Mm. I, I saw something come out, I think, yesterday that Levy pretty much alluded to the fact that he's going to be the manager next season. Mm. And I'm, I'm more of a build up who we have rather than tear them down and build anew um, because that's going to take longer than than anything in my opinion. Mm. And I think we all want success. We all want champions league football and, and, yeah. you know, the top of the league was beautiful when we were on top and, and it's, it's looking yeah, rough now, but, but we showed that we, we have an ability, right? We have talent. We just, there's just a few missing pieces, a few people that need to get out of the locker room, whether they're involved in the game plan or not, there's still a toxic energy in the locker mm -hmm. room that causes that divide in my opinion. So yeah. no, you can't just get rid of the coaching. Then the problem's gone. That That's not how that works. And yeah. who have we gotten rid of since we've also got, you know, who also have we gotten rid of since sacking Pochettino? Who, well, if there was problems for him with some mm -hmm. of the players, they're going to still linger around. And, um, you know, I, I've been in around a few professional locker rooms here in the States and, and, Anytime that there's even one bad apple, it can makes a whole bunch get spoiled real quick. Mm. So to me, um, I don't know who it is. I don't know who the, the people are. I don't want to speculate or throw anyone under the bus, but there's obviously something going on. People yeah, are not no, playing no. for the shirt. They're not playing for Jose. And like I alluded, like I said earlier in the show, mm -hmm. I'm a big guy. You fight for the badge. You fight for your, for your spot and you fight for the number on the back of the Jersey. More importantly, I mean, you're out there, for yourself, I don't think any player would just not play um, mm. unless they absolutely hated the guy. And yeah. if that's the case, that's very unfortunate and something needs to be done. But um, to me, I just think the number and the name on the back of your shirt should mean more than your opinions of whoever you're with that, mm. you know, th th that causes that kind of negativity. Yeah. No, I hear where you're coming from. 
Got a few comments here as well that I'm going to read out. There is no style of football or identity. We rely on Kane's individual brilliance. Jensen says Moyes has revived uh, revived players like Dawson, who had been relegated last year. Uh, Jose is dead to me. We are holding on with the slim hope of winning against City. The final should have been in Feb. Get him gone. No identity, low block and no Europe. Get him out of my club now. Uh, no foundation, no blueprint exactly. Um, you can see there is a lot of players who are not a fan of Jose and especially was shown when we got knocked out in Europa. I do agree with that. Um, Stu says, I can think about seven selfless players at Spurs. Lloris, Reguilon, Tanganga, Ndombele, Sissoko, Huibjerg and Son. The rest are self, um, self-interested. Um, I would never say such a thing about Harold Kane, but that's just me. Yeah, that's one person I'd say is. Mm. I did that. Uh, yeah, I just remember, I just realised there was no Kane in that that list. Interesting. Uh, has Jose done uh, what he was brought in to do? No, no, we're going to have have to get rid of of players this summer. So he should have kept Poch and rebuilt with the money instead of giving Jose fifteen million a year. So people who are watching as well. Let me know what you think of of Jose Mourinho. And I don't want to make like I said earlier. I don't want to make it too much about him, but it's a topic as well. Like, let me know where you think the problem lies. Obviously, we've spoke about players. No one's mentioned the board actually. You know, no one. That's an interesting one in the comments as well. It's always been, it's always been Jose players. What about the ball? Because at, at the end of the day, for me, that's when the foundations and the ambition and the energy stems from. That's my personal opinion, and I think yeah. people overlook. Do you remember when Trippier left the club just after the Champions League and spoke about stuff going on behind the scenes? Have we ever have we ever rectified that issue? What was happening? We don't know what was going on, but since then the energy's not been right. I just that's my personal opinion. Don't want to look into it too much, but no, you're spot on. I think there's a, there's a little bit of both there, right? It, it hindsight's 2020. 20. We could say, yeah, we should have backed Poch. I mean, he even alluded to it, if I'm not mistaken, early on that maybe I should change my job title, right? Because I don't have any say over who comes, who goes. I, I'm just the, you know, maybe I'm not the manager here. Like that's not my job title, and I think that that was a very that, that, that raised a red flag for me uh, that something bigger is going on than just the manager or just the players. And we talked about it earlier on the show that um, kind of all cylinders need to be firing in order for a car to work. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, you don't yeah. have uh, seven cylinders working and one not working. The car still move. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're not going to get far anyway. It, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think there is something there um, with the board, with levy, with there's, there's something there that they're not, Fully buying into the manager, maybe who knows? Yeah. Um, tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. It is <laughs> almost leaves you speechless because it's you know yeah. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to speak on another grown man's job. That's not what I'm here to do. Yeah. I'm here to just talk about Tottenham and, and our players <laughs> and yeah. and our game and yeah. you know what I think and that that's kind of where I'm at. So that stuff, like I said, it, it's kind of above my head and and. Mm. It's almost like uh, you know politics, right? You, you don't have yeah, too yeah. much of a say; you just kind of observe. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think there was, with... the other, there was a piece written the other. There a piece written the other day, actually, by someone from the Spurs Web opinion piece. Mm-hmm. I think Seb commented on it. It was Daniel Levy is actually quite a, very good at running the club. What he's terrible at is the football side of things, mm-hmm. and I think that's where our our first breakdown is. Mm-hmm. I think with what you have with Levy is he is very good at running a business and no one can deny that. Where we fail is our direct, there's not that director of football that links 
Levy to a Mourinho, Pochettino, whoever it is. I think mm. we need to bridge that divide. Um, and obviously, as you say, it's I'm no expert when it comes to running a football club, obviously. None of us are, so we can only speculate on these type of things. Mm. Um, but from what I can see and from what we know, I think that we just need someone who is going to take control of those transfers, who knows what's going on. Um, I yeah. think I acted on it with Edwin van der Sar. I think it's them. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure. And they've obviously got a brilliant point. They bring, you know, they bring through amazing players. They sell them on. Um, but with us, what I think we need to do is we just need to bridge that gap between manager and chairman and just get someone right in there who is going to help with transfers and also just make it a lot easier. Because I think Daniel Levy just has too much on his... He just tries to, to do too much for himself. Uh, I think that's where potentially we might have that kind of breakdown. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what, what hurt so much was the hope that uh, I had built up, uh, you know, watching the prime doc as like, it seems like Levy wants to back this guy. It seems like Levy's a huge Jose fan. And it was like, okay, maybe he didn't fully confidently trust Pochettino, so he couldn't fully back him. But he did have the opinion that Jose was the best manager in Europe or one of the best managers, one of the top two. I can't – don't quote me on it. But he said – he spoke very highly of Jose. And throughout you know the episodes, you could see he's kind of giddy to talk to him at the breakfast table. And he's kind of – you know, I thought for sure that they're – that we would avoid the the same thing that we were seeing with Pochettino where he felt like management yeah. wasn't behind him. Mm. And who knows, maybe I, I think Levy's a money guy. I don't think he's a soccer guy. So I think you got to have a soccer guy calling mm. soccer shots. If you have a money guy calling soccer shots, it's going to be financially based. And that's what I think. Honestly, when we signed Gareth Bale, I felt like this was a ploy for me to buy a shirt with his name on it. Yeah. And I mean, you can't go on I from from the States, I can't go on to Tottenham's website without getting blasted to buy a shirt. And the first number that always pops up is Gareth Bale. And so to me, it's like, I think he's a great player. I think the history he has with the club is great and it's beautiful, but I mean, he, he he's not the future. Mm. He, if we had a team that could get us um, into these big type of games, I think he could be an added presence. Um, I just think that it kind of took confidence away in the other players, like Steven Bergvine, for for instance. I, the man suffered a, a lot of confidence he, issues. I, hmm. That's the thing is, I think that once the Gareth Bale signing happened, I think that that took a lot of his confidence away in the fact that, like, hey, I was trying and I, you know, scored against United at Project Restart. I scored against City in my debut. He shows flashes in the pan that get me excited as a fan for yeah. for our young players. Hmm. And when we signed him. I was very high on him. Um, I mean, I think that there's a lot of potential there, but you got to have a core. If you don't mm. have a core, your spine's going to, you know, you're going to yeah. get scoliosis. And so it's just plain and simple. It's it's very easy. And like you said, we say it every week and after every game, oh, the to me, the common denominator is always Davinson Sanchez. <laughs> I think he's, he's a great guy. I love the number six shirt. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Columbia, but like he's just he's he's a liability, like I said earlier. Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. I'm gonna go through the comments and and slowly start wrapping it up as well. You can change the manager all you want, the result won't change. Jose sold Ibra for Melito and Eto when he was the mainstay into Spurs will never be so bold. Dyer Winks, Delhi, Bowser, Soko, Doherty all need to go. Sanchez too. Um 
talk about Jose here as well. I'm Jose in. You can see that he can do it with the amount of trophies he's won. You can't compare our defence to what Jose has had to work with at other clubs. Given the defence he wants, I'm sitting on the fence between Jose in and out. But if the players aren't playing for him, it's no different to what they did to Poch. The players have to go first. And if the results stay, then he's it. Um, he has to... He's had over a season and these players have not gotten any better. I'll do that job for free and get a better tune out of these players. <laughs> He's on 15 million a season. Let's go back to 4-3 wins slash losses. Uh, this is a Levy talk as well. Levy is a businessman. He's not a chairman. Levy is just like another Woodward. A few more here as well. It's quite a few. And thanks, guys, for everyone that's tuned in. Remember to like and subscribe. Uh, a lot of content coming soon as well. Um, had we even had a halfway decent back four, it would be top four easy. Jose can't play defence. Bring Ledley back. <laughs> bring Ledley in. Bring, bring him back. Yeah, exactly. Can't, can't be any worse. Uh, the style of play is what made us all fans. Now we don't even have that. I'm done. I want a club statement tonight. Um, damn. <laughs> Jose isn't going anywhere. It will cost around 30 million to sack him. Now stop blaming Jose and look at the awful players he's working with. I think Similar point the theme. Yeah. yeah, it is the theme, reoccurring theme. Doherty, Toby, Sanchez, Aurier, Dyer, Winks, Sissoko, Delhi, Lucas, Lamelli. Uh, Lamelli? I can't even talk anymore. Lamella, maybe <laughs> even Berg all have to go, in my opinion. Too much Deadwood in this squad. Sanchez should have been replaced after 25 minutes. Today was awful. He did Sanchez it to Eric Dyer and hooked Dyer against Olympiacos. Why has he not done that since? I was like, yeah, this is what we need. We need a manager who's going to really like kick some players up the butt, sort of thing. Did it, did it to Eric Dyer. Hasn't done it to anyone else, really. I'm a bit, a bit, yeah. bit annoyed at that as well. Um, if we win the Carabao Cup, I'm celebrating like it's the Champions League. Mate, oh, yes, totally... brother. Oh, yes. oh, yes. Don't worry. Emphasize yes, that. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'll do with myself. I mean, it's optimistic. It's wishful thinking, yeah, but this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Not, let's, let's, not, let's not jinx it or anything. No, no. Um, I don't agree with him saying Bergwijn. Confidence was gone when Bell came because Bergwijn has had his chance before and hasn't taken it. Um, if we can't get Rogers or the RB Leipzig manager, let's get Ari back. <laughs> I loved Redknapp. I, honestly, I loved Redknapp. It was, it was, it it was, was fantastic. Was, he was. It was a good time in our lives, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he, that squad was fantastic as well. Um, do, do you mind yeah. if, I, uh, if, if, if I talk about the previous comment you highlighted? Well, is this the, the Bergwijn conversation? About, Berg, about yeah, Bergwijn? Yeah, go, go, yeah. go ahead, yeah. He's a young man, right? And he's from the Netherlands. He played in the Netherlands and he came to, uh, you know, the best league in the world uh, and playing for a top six club. And on his debut, he scores. So I'm saying all this to build up the fact that, you know, he's such a young man. And if, if I can remember when I was 20, 21 years old, if I had scored in my debut for a top six club in England, I mean, that that's almost where do you go from here except down, right? Unless mm. you're putting hat tricks up every game, but but realistically that's not going to happen. And and for me, yes, I agree. He has uh, had the chances to perform. We mm. saw in the Liverpool game there was two chances that, in my recollection, that he yeah. should have put away. Mm. Um, but but we're human, right? He's yeah. just as much a human as we are. And to me, that will mess with you. You you know. Now you're not looking so hot. You didn't do so good. And now he's disabling comments on his Instagram. Like there's clearly something going on with Steven Bergvine that was affecting him personally. And you see yeah. that on the pitch. You know what I mean? You don't, not everyone is a robot that can, you know, shut off completely when they're on the pitch. 
mm-hmm. you know. And to me, I think he's such a young guy with such a high potential um, that that it, the, the lack of his confidence isn't – I don't think he should get off the team. Uh, there was a comment mm-hmm. you also highlighted that showed um, maybe even Berg should be off the team. To me, I think um, if you want to do the quote-unquote rebuild or you know play the kids, so to speak, um, he, he's a young guy. Young guy yeah. with a lot of potential. He's shown that – he can go out there and score against the top club. Yeah. And so he has that. It's just a confidence issue. And I mean, if I'm 21 and you bring a club legend back to play in my position, to me, that tells me like, dang, what did I do wrong? Right. What what did I do that gave you the lack of confidence in me? You know, was it a football decision or was it a bit that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier? Is it Mm. a ploy to sell shirts or was it because we thought Gareth Bell would help, um, Mm. help us get to where we wanted to go? Uh, but I think that that message was a young, was a young person, a young adult. Yeah. No, certainly it does. Um, his confidence has been shot this yeah. season. I mean, you know, I, I can't sit here and protect his record. I think it's twenty odd games. You know, no goals. He's had, he's had chances for me, um, but you, you, I'm not going to sit there and abuse him and go on Instagram and start saying stuff to him because that's just not going to help in any way, shape, or form. And I just feel like next season, you know, fresh preseason get some minutes under his belt, put him back in that team, and hopefully his confidence does rise again because we know the quality he does possess. So, um, certainly an interesting topic, Bergwijn. Um, it could yeah. go on for much longer than this, but... There's um, a comment that I think uh, fills into the theme of today's show. Yeah. Um, from... We had Bale, Winks, and Delhi smiling, joking. I did see that as well. Yeah. They were all smiling, joking. On on The only one who wasn't was Young Minson. And, and Scarlett, my- I think. Yeah, Scarlett. I, I don't think I've ever seen Scarlett smile, to be completely honest. But <laughs> but it, that just shows kind yeah. of where their head is at. I mean, there was another game that they showed Gareth Bale. He's shooting the shit with Joe Hart. And, like, mm. to me, I'm sorry, you know, if, if I'm a sub, I'm watching the game to see what I'm going to do if I get my chance. Yeah, that That's my opinion. I'm not a professional footballer, but I, I think that that is the theme of what we've been talking about. And the, and the, the problem with the club is that – I mean, I think just players aren't taking it seriously. They don't. They don't seem yeah. like they give a shit. Excuse my French, but I just don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think that they do. Yeah, this is a topic we could talk about for hours and oh, hours and job. hours and hours. But I think we're going to wrap it up slowly here. Um, first of all, uh, Jacob, thanks for joining us. Obviously, you do stuff with United um, Spurs of America. Let them know where they can find your podcast and stuff as well. Um, yeah, so me and my buddy Michael, uh, we just recently launched our um, American-based Spurs theme podcast. So mm. um, we're looking to engage more um, at you Spurs of A. Again, the title of the podcast, you can find us YouTube, Spotify, uh, Patreon, RSS.com. Mm. Um, we're on all platforms. We're looking to engage more. Uh, like I said, we just started. We did our first episode after the Villa game, took a long international break. Um, got the chance to link up with you guys and mm. uh, of course enjoyed my time and uh, I enjoy any interaction good or bad because any interaction is good interaction in my opinion so yeah um, I appreciate you guys having me on again mm. the Twitter handle at you Spurs of a um, mm. you could just search United Spurs of America on YouTube Spotify you should be able to find us appreciate yeah. any anyone listening and anyone who agrees or disagrees I appreciate yeah. it all I'll put his um, Twitter link in the description as well. So if anyone wants to go and check out their stuff, feel free. Of course, Harry Webster does um, 
great articles for the Spurs. We have opinions, but but good opinions. I like them. That's why he's on the show. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, people neutral. can find your stuff stuff on the website, yeah. right? Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, it's all there. So obviously, mm. if you ever see it, just uh, if you fancy, have a read through. Let me know what you think. And obviously, yeah. it's um, yeah, a bit of pleasure on and uh, nice to get involved with the uh, with the comments and uh, everyone tuning in. Yep. Great. Uh, love this comment. Great chat, lads, and some great points made. We'll be coming back from now. Thank you very much. Really appreciate this. Thank call. you. Um, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Of course, myself, I'll be going live on my channel at half six as well. So if you want to come join, there'll be further discussion on today's game, other topics as well. Um, but other than that, <clears throat> make sure next week we'll be here as well. Midweek, hopefully, we'll have another interview for you guys sorted as well. Fingers crossed. But, but rem- remind yourselves to, to stay posted on our socials for all news and about the streams and stuff as well. But other than that, it's a pain, it's painful, it's hard today, but up the Spurs.